This podcast is sponsored by Inside Out Group, the specialists in high-risk and challenging filming and time-lapse, covering health and safety videos for rail, construction and infrastructure projects nationwide. And we're live. Welcome to this week, Safer Than Your Average. On the show this week, we have Keith. Keith, I'm just going to hand over to you to do a short introduction. Well, thank you. Um, Blair, it's great to be here. My name's Keith Hull, uh, a.k.a. The Safety Man. You can see from kind of the posts and banners behind me, uh, I'm the owner and uh, thought leader at TSM UK Consulting Limited. And uh, my aim in life is just really to get everyone home safe. Excellent. Thank you, Keith. So I don't know if you've seen the format of the podcast. We'd like to go back to the beginning with our guests. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Well, originally, see, and this is the thing, a lot of people think I'm from South London. I'm actually from North London. But, you know, the two nether really should mix. Um, Don't ask me how I got here as a safety professional. If you talk to people 20 years ago, they'd be shocked that this is the role I'm doing now. I started off originally, I was a publican. And I think really that did kind of lead into it because you're dealing with people and basically you are trying to get to people to understand and behave the way you want them to. I started training people to run pubs and things like that and got into behavioral management. And from there, um, when I decided to come out of the pub, I found myself drifting to a safety career. I've got an engineering background and that supported me good with construction. And then moving forward from that, I've just really worked my way up from the bottom uh, within industry, working for some 20 years in the utilities construction industry. And now I work across the world, Saudi Arabia, Barbados, France, Germany, just really just helping people understand that it's not that difficult not to hurt people. And we just all want to be safe at the end of the day. Excellent. Thanks, Keith. So if we move forward a little bit, How did you end up moving into your first job? What was your first job in the pub game? Uh, In the pub game, believe it or not, and um, I kind of fell into that. I've Mm. never actually planned to actually whichever job I've gone to do. I'm still waiting someday for someone to tap me on the shoulder and go, come on, Keith, you've had your fun. Time to come back with us now. So when in the pubs, believe it or not, it was the World Cup. I was Mm. in a pub. And for whatever reason, we will not judge here, I woke up in the pub the morning of the football. (laughs) And I was there and I knew the manager well. And he said, have you ever served pints? And I was like, no, I've never worked behind a bar. He said, would you mind helping me today? I said, why? He said, because I've got the football on and I've got no staff. And that's how I got into working behind a bar. I literally fell into that job. And I enjoyed it. I did have another job. I rang that job and went, do you know what? I think I enjoy this one more. And that's how I fell into working in pubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... It's not what I'd guarantee everyone to do. I'll just say that now. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about it then, Keith. Where did that progress to? Well, I ended up, I got an opportunity to um, run my own pub and do things like that. And I, I worked my way up and eventually I started training people to run their pubs Mm -hmm. and that got me into behavioral management and behavioral based science. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think one of the things is when you're training people to deal with members of the public working in a lively pub and I had some pubs in South London and Croydon, 
-hmm. you definitely do learn how to influence and control and educate people into working the way you want them to work. Um, people aren't wrong. Sometimes they're just misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And when you want to obviously people to behave how you want them to behave, you do learn some key influencing techniques. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Okay, so we'll move forward a little bit then. How did you move into health and safety? So, believe it or not, I got to a certain age and uh, I'd met my wife. Uh, she actually ran a pub as well. <laughs> she came from a family of publicans. And um, we just decided we kind of wanted to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. So that meant giving up the pub game. Mm -hmm. And I went back to kind of my first career doing engineering and that in a business. And one day I just was talking to my director and he said, do you fancy training to do health and safety? We think you'd be good at it. So I started at the very bottom. I started off uh, as, an, as a trainee health and safety advisor with a mentor. I did my construction certificate. I did my diploma. I went back to university and did that. And I've mm -hmm. got to say, that was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. And yeah. since then, I've just literally, with the support of IOSH and the support of their programme, I've now found myself as a chartered fellow of IOSH and of the IRSM. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so if we move forward a little bit, what was your first full-time kind of focus safety at all? Oh, I, I, I found myself thrown in very much that... Um, the first role I had with the company I was working with, I was responsible for their five-year construction program. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got to say that I, I've got to say a lot of thanks to a lot of the contractors working for us because a lot of their safety people took me under their wing and helped mentor me through mm -hmm. because I was managing, uh, we had a two billion pound construction program over five years. We were spending a million pound a day Mm -hmm. And very much on some days, I found I was like herding cats. Yeah. But it was actually about building that team, working with people. And it was there, really, I got into this thing that, do you know what? We're all working towards the same goal. Sometimes mm -hmm. safety professionals really can <laughs> agree violently. And you do have to <laughs> say to people, do you know what, guys? You know, we're both here. We're both trying to get people home at the end of the day. And you've yeah. got different ways of doing things. But you know what? We've got that same objective. Mm -hmm. And it was actually through getting, building those relationships to help people. And I've got to say one thing I like to do, I like to find people cleverer than me. Mm -hmm. And by getting those people to share their best practice and working together, we got some really good safety programs in place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about some of those programs. What did you, what did you put in place, Keith? Well, the key thing we looked at was actually about sharing best practice and actually about between the different contractors, getting them to share learning events early on. So as you can imagine, for some large contractors, it could be quite, um, quite difficult for them to admit in open forum in front of their colleagues, say, do you know what? The other day we've just had this happen or we've got this problem. But I think what we need to realise as safety professionals and as managers is, do you know what? We are not an island. I guarantee if you've got a problem in your construction site, in your business, in your safety issue, there's someone out there that's probably also had the same problem and might have fixed it. So by putting together some key director-led safety programmes, 
and mm -hmm. putting together some real safety forums where we shared best practice and learnings by having that open environment we had some really successful buy-in about the fact that it was just about getting everyone home safe mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure so if we move forward again a little bit then Keith talk us a little bit more through your career how you got to where you're at at the moment so like most of my career it's never been planned um, I decided I got to uh, 40 and I thought mm -hmm. to myself, Keith, do you know what? Do you really want to just hang out in this song company as a client? I realised that as myself, if I was going to grow, I needed to move contractor side. I needed to move um, until consultancy side just to really understand the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. So one of my contractors that I'd always been quite hard on because they really were great. Um, they kind of made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Mm -hmm. They ran me up and said, look, you keep telling us we're this good. Put your money where your mouth is and come and work for us. Mm -hmm. So I, I said to them, I said, I'll give you two years. Uh, in that time, I got them three gold Rosper awards. Mm -hmm. I got them 100% on their Achilles score. And we absolutely took, we transformed their safety systems from paper-based to electronic-based, bringing key efficiencies across the area. And that was working as a contractor gave me uh, just um, just wanted me to reach for more. Mm -hmm. So when moving on from that, um, that was two years. And after that, I really had to take a break because I'd put so much effort in. So I took a bit of a break. And while I was taking that break, um, I got a phone call from one of my old directors and said, Keith, I'd like you to do some work for me. I'm mm -hmm. working with this company. They're out in France. Can you help me? And what happened there was, I said, yeah, great, come and work for you. He said, yeah, you're going to have to do it as a private company because I need you to come and do it as a consultant. So mm -hmm. I had to set myself up as a consultant. And that's how I got into consultancy. Didn't plan mm -hmm. to do it. I just found myself one day, someone said, can you do this? And I did. So that's how I've got into consultancy. I've been doing it a couple of years now. And yeah, I've travelled, worked across the world and met some great people across Saudi Arabia, um, France and Germany, and just really built some great relationships. And I found out on my travels, we're actually all not that different. Yeah. You know? And we need to embrace those differences because again, ultimately it shouldn't be that difficult, whatever the law says, whatever rules there are, none of us get up in the morning and think to ourselves, we're gonna have an accident. So therefore, what we need to do is make the safe way the easy way. And if we do that, that really helps people work safely, get home and stay well. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so if we continue on, you also mentioned a little bit about IOSH, Keith, and I know you're quite active in the IOSH community. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm a great believer that you don't complain till you volunteered. I'm one yeah. of these people that you, if you don't volunteer, if you're going to complain, um, you know, volunteer, change it from the inside. Don't throw on the outside and throw rocks. And that probably does get me into a lot of trouble. So um, I decided I wasn't happy with what was going on in Arsh. So I thought I'll stand for council. Mm -hmm. So I'm a current council member. Uh, and as well as that, I want to give back to the people in Arsh. I want to give back to our members as well. So I've taken the opportunity with the relationships I've built out in the Middle East to mentor uh, a few people out in the Middle East. And I've got to say, just been really successful. 
my first person I started mentoring has just uh, achieved his fellowship. Excellent. Which is absolutely brilliant, you know, really, really great. But yeah, I'm a great believer in paying forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what's been the biggest challenge in your career then, Keith, today? Oh, the, I think the biggest challenge in me is sometimes it's working. Um, I think the, it's working with people and working out how to get them to understand. So I know it sounds that probably doesn't explain that very well, but what you're trying to do is at the end of the day, you are trying to help people understand what is the right thing to do mm -hmm. and where I've worked across different cultures. And one of the things, obviously, you've experienced this, um, but obviously some of the other listeners won't have, is um, somehow I found myself chairing one of the biggest European conferences. I've done it for about the last five years. And mm -hmm. the big challenge I've always found in my career is getting people to understand, to embrace differences. And the number of times I've been at an event where people are agreeing violently about the best way to do safety. And yeah. the best way to do safety is the easy way that works and gets people to do it right. And mm -hmm. I, I'd love to give you an example of this, if that's okay. For sure. So, so um, and I apologize if, you know, people, but um, I'll give you an example. So Blair, I'm gonna try and work out now whether you're more French or German, okay? <laughs> okay. Right, so a bit of interaction is that whether you're more French or German. So near misses and a near miss is something where an incident has happened, but no one's been injured. We agreed on that. Yep. Absolutely great. So we're happy when we're near misses. But would you say a near miss is a leading indicator or a lagging indicator? Ah, I like that one. It Which can be one both. is it? It can be both. If I was uh, we, leaning, oh no, you can't think about this. You've got to give me an answer like that. If I was leaning towards one, it would be a lagging indicator for me. It's a lagging indicator. So yeah. that makes you more Teutonic and German mm -hmm. than it does to make you more Gallic and French. Okay. <laughs> and the reason is, is because the Germans, culturally, and I know I'm stereotyping here, but the Germans are much more process driven. Mm hmm. So the Germans will go, but it's lagging because something has gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Something has happened. Yeah. So therefore, it's a lagging indicator. Whereas you may sometimes find with more uh, Gallic individuals and French, because the French are a much more Republican and people-based mm -hmm. society, they would say it's leading because their attitude is, but we didn't kill anyone. <laughs> So this is the thing. But ultimately, so I've been to a conference where I actually had a French senior manager of safety and a German senior manager of safety arguing over that one point. Was it leading or lagging? Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of interject to them and say, do you know what? It doesn't matter. What matters is. Do we fix it? Because what we've always got to remember is something goes wrong. If an incident happens, it's not about what the incident that happened. It's not about the blame. It's let's make sure that can never happen again. Yeah. So always remember, if you're arguing with someone over a near miss and do we report it, do we not? Just remember, the important thing is let's make sure we can actually fix it and we make sure that incident can never happen again and never injure anyone. 
That's an excellent analogy, Keith. I appreciate that one. That's really good. So if we move forward a little bit again then, where do you see yourself progressing to in the future? What's next for Keith? Oh, do you know what? I don't know. Um, I've always said that um, there's two sides to Keith. There's Keith, there's TSM Consulting. Mm -hmm. And TSM Consulting, if you kind of twigged, is the safety man. Because sometimes people say to me, why do you call it TSM UK? Well, it's the safety man UK. But the safety man isn't me. The safety man is a mild-mannered safety professional, just sharing a bit of advice and sharing some love. Okay, that's all the safety man is. And I want the safety man to grow bigger than me because the mm -hmm. safety man is about a movement and a belief. And the safety man doesn't purge judgment and it's not there to actually, um, you know, to argue the case. What all I want to do is, as the safety man, is to bring people together Find people cleverer than me that can share best practice. And at the end of the day, we're going to get everyone home safe. And that's what the safety man's about. But TSM Consultancy, we're there to help businesses, big businesses, take big problems and make them little problems. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so if we continue on then, Keith, what advice or guidance would you give to someone starting out in health and safety today? I think the bit of advice you've got to, and especially if you're new, is ask those questions. If mm -hmm. you go on site, if you think, always ask the questions, because it's really great. When you turn around to someone that's been doing the job for 30 years and you look at them, if you go over and say, I'm not quite sure you're doing that right, they're not going to take that feedback well. If you go over them and say, can you explain to me why you're doing it this way? They'll usually get halfway through explaining it and then go, yeah, that's not right, is it? Because they know, but you haven't, they haven't lost face. So always ask that question, be inquisitive. And especially if you're starting out, if you don't think someone something's right, just say to someone, can you explain why we do it this way rather than that way? Mm -hmm. And that way you're giving them the opportunity to explain. Because do you know what? You might think, but by getting them to explain it, you might also realise that the way they're doing it is the right way. And this yeah. is what it's about. It's about that conversation. So my advice to anyone wanting to start in safety, stay fresh, stay inquisitive, and always ask questions. Excellent. Thank you. So just to sum up then, Keith, can you tell us how people reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you? I am everywhere. If they want to reach out to me, I am. They can reach me through my Facebook they can reach me through LinkedIn. They can reach me on WhatsApp. They can reach me on Instagram and Twitter. So ultimately, or just look on my LinkedIn, give us a ring. My phone number's there. Please drop me a line, reach out to me. I'm always here and I'm always happy to have a conversation with people. I'd rather people have a five minute conversation than try and stress over something for two hours. Excellent, excellent. Thanks very much on behalf of the viewers and listeners to the Safe and Your Average podcast for coming on the show, Keith. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Just to really add, if it's all right, I'd just like to have my safe. Yeah. My Twitter handle is Safety Tweety. So have mm -hmm. a look out for me there. And that's where you'll find me. That's the best way to get hold of me at Safety Tweety. Excellent. OK, thanks very much, Keith. Thanks a lot. This podcast is sponsored by Inside Out Group, the specialists in high-risk and challenging filming and time-lapse, covering health and safety videos for rail, construction and infrastructure projects nationwide.